Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Get around the people that are doing what you want to do. If you keep talking about it with somebody not doing it, y'all will do that inevitably. Get around the people that are doing exactly what you want to do and stay around them, whatever that takes. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with $1 million to $100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action 
For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with John Scholler. John, how are you doing today? Good. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for joining us. A little bit about John's background. He's a full-time real estate investor, a co-owner in multiple businesses, as well as a financial coach. He's been in real estate for three and a half years and business coaching for 13 years. His portfolio consists of 150 flips as well as over 100 rent to own. He is based in Charleston, West Virginia, and you can say hi to him at his YouTube channel, which is just his name, John Scholler, J-O-N, last name S-C-H-O-E-L-L-E-R. So, John, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? Yeah. So, I guess real quick to clear up one thing. I haven't been in business coaching for 13 years. I've been in business for 13 years. I've probably been coaching people or helping people with their finances and business for six years now. But, yeah, I got started when I was probably 21, 2021 with my first company. It was a moving company. Funny thing is, actually, just on my uh, Instagram story yesterday, somebody asked if I ever had a full-time job or a W-2 job. And yes, I had several before I turned 21, Burger King and Arby's and a golf course and as a mover for another moving company and a dishwasher. And I got fired from all of them. I was not a very good employee. (laughs) And I tried to go to community college to get my business degree because I knew I liked business, but I was very poor in school. I just couldn't pay attention, couldn't sit still. So I was working for a moving company at the time. They were a startup and they were behind on payment. They weren't managing it very well. They probably hadn't paid me for two months at this time. And one of their contracts said, hey, John, we like you a lot. If you go get your own truck, we'll give you this contract. And I took the gamble. I borrowed $5,000 from my best friend at the time. It's still my best friend. And I went and bought a truck a couple states away, brought it back, pulled it up to the door. It was a mattress company that the movie company was delivering for. Took that contract and then slowly took pretty much every other contract as they slowly died off the other company and built that into a pretty sustainable or pretty substantial moving company I ran for about nine years. Sold that to a friend. Traveled around the U.S., around the world really, but around the U.S. living with my wife who was a nurse and was doing travel nursing. I was in mini retirement that was not sustainable for my mindset and how I can't sit still. I need to feel useful. It didn't matter about the money. If I had money or not, I need something to work on. I had always researched real estate a little bit. I started diving into it more. I tried to dabble in it while we were travel nursing, but we were travel nursing in places like Maui, Palo Alto, California, San Francisco, LA. And I had money. We used to joke, we had money, but we didn't have Maui money. So from there, we came back home while she applied to nurse anesthetist school. She got into nurse anesthetist school. We went backpacking Thailand and Europe in the meantime. We knew she got accepted here in Charleston, West Virginia. I researched the market before we came. I ran across a few flippers, Steve and Andrew, my now partners being one of them. I asked if I could meet up with them just to talk one day. That led into me asking if I could shadow them for a couple days. I went in one day to shadow them, never left. Three and a half years later, 
We have flipped 120 homes together. They were operational before I got there. They had flipped about 30 or so homes before I got there. So 150 in total. We have 100 homes in rent to own. And we're just growing from here. And we have several employees and an office space. And now the thing is holding us back. And not really holding us back, but the thing next step to grow is we're looking for more private money so we can keep buying more deals. Perfect, John. Thank you for sharing your background. Let's talk about the rent to own first. So most people know what rent to own means. Do you maybe want to explain exactly how you are doing it? Because I know that some people have different rent to own strategies. So what's your, your strategy? You find a deal and then you decide that you're not going to flip it. You're going to rent to own it. What do you do at that point? So like I said, I have two partners, Steve and Andrew, and the rent to own part of this business it was Andrew's brainchild when Steve and him got together and he brought those into the company and we've grown it to what it is now. And like you said, there's multiple ways to do rent to own. It's also called a land contract. It depends on where you're at, what you want to call it. It's interchangeable for the, for the most part until you get down to the nitty gritty. But yeah, you got a couple of ways. You can just do a straight rent to own. If you actually own it outright, you can do a land contract that way too, where You just basically let somebody give you a down payment on a house that you own outright and you let them essentially pay payments to you and you give them a year or two to refinance. If they don't refinance, you have to move on to the next one, depending on how lenient you are, and you collect another down payment and do the same. Now, the goal is to get them refinanced. The other option, which we do a lot of, is where you find a house and you can't flip it. There's not enough equity there or it won't work for the area, whatever the case may be and you take over their mortgage taxes of the original seller, and you assume all that responsibility, and then you, in turn, find a buyer to come in and and essentially do the same, but for a margin. So if you agreed to buy the house from the first seller for $50,000 and cover their mortgage at $400 a month, you need to turn around and find another buyer for $70,000 and $700, $800 a month. And there's your spreads, and that's how you make the money on these deals. Now, everything I just said is way easier said than done. There's some legality to it. There's some complications to it. There's always the possibility of the bank calling the note, which you should not ever have to worry about if you are paying the bank on time. No reason to call a loan due if the bank's happy. So you do need to have all your ducks in a row to do this. I I call this a more advanced strategy. This is not something I tell most people to get started with. I usually steer them towards wholesaling or flipping to get started or even a small rental portfolio or multifamily. But this is just something it kind of just grew organically. We're in a very good area for it. Perfect. So you will rent to own out your properties as well as you will acquire property. I actually hadn't heard that second one before. It's kind of like a rent to own wholesale type deal, isn't it? Yeah. So it was like a rent to own, rent to own. Yeah. (laughs) It's essentially what's called a land contract for the current mortgage is still in place from the first people. Again, the definitions vary state by state. There is a set definition for them, but people just call them different things. Most people, when they think of rent to own, they think their money that they pay each month is going towards the potential ownership of the house, and they're buying that directly from the owner themselves. But the way we do it, a ton of other people do it too. In fact, Andrew learned from a guy that has thousands of them. So we're not the only ones doing this. It's nationwide, but you do have to be careful because some states are not as lenient as others. Let's talk about your coaching business for a second. I want to talk about this from the perspective of someone who's listening, who has some experience in real estate and wants to start teaching others. So they don't want to have a coach. They want to be 
a coach. Maybe walk us through the conception of your coaching business. Did it just kind of happen organically or did you set out to say, I want to start coaching and that's how it started? A little bit of both. So with 13 years of business experience and my passion for teaching and just educating others, I just do it anyway. Anytime somebody asks me a question, I help. And after a while, you'll notice you'll get more and more and more questions, which means that's your demand. And anytime there's a demand, you want to give a supply. That's how businesses are created. So I knew I had a demand there. So I offered my services. Now, this is very part-time for me because of how busy I am. It was initially, John Schuller Consulting was initially, the idea of that was to do that full-time, just go business to business. Well, that's kind of how I came in with Andrew and Steve, and that grew into a full-time partnership to doing that full time. So I really couldn't take on dozens of clients. I have multiple now, but I have to know you're serious and want the coaching. I'm not as expensive as some of the gurus, but I'm not cheap either. I know the value I bring. and I know if you listen to me, your ROI will be through the roof, but I need to know that they're serious. I used to charge $50 a phone call and $200 to help you for a month just because it was side money. Well, I don't want to sound arrogant, but eventually you don't need that side money as much anymore. Your time becomes more valuable. That's how everybody should grow and how I tell everybody to grow. So now if somebody wants it, they have to pay for it. And it could be one consulting call and it could all the way up to a six months check-in basis to get your business off the ground or corrected. I also come in hands-on on some businesses and to help them straighten out their books. My strength is finances and strategizing with money. Next would probably be marketing and relationships. And then after that, brand awareness and stuff, which could fit inside of marketing. But my main strength is finance. That's what I teach the most. And I do just coach people on their individual finances. So I call it finance and business coaching all in mm-hmm. one. And if you want to do it, you need to just tell people that that's what you're doing. People won't just assume you do it. So you need to tell people that you're doing it. What you charge will be very arbitrary. So a few follow-up questions there. So you said that kind of started off where people would ask you questions and then you would be happy to help you answer them. And then you started getting continuous increasing questions and then recognize that as a demand and then the supply would be your coaching. So I kind of want to get more specific because if I want to start a coaching program, obviously I need to have this demand. So where were these questions happening? You weren't just walking on the street and some random person was like, hey, John, how do I invest in real estate or how do I start a business. So there's things on social media. And then where are these people coming from that were asking these questions originally? Yeah. So like I ended my last statement with, you have to let people know. So that could be as simple as a Facebook post. Just make sure that you have some credibility. Look, if, if you've only been in business on your first business for three months, I'm not saying you don't know anything, but there's a lot to learn out here. I probably know about 20% of what somebody that's 40 that's been doing this longer than me, that you can constantly be learning but you need some sort of wealth of knowledge before you start steering people, especially when you're talking about their livelihoods. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're coaching. If you're teaching people about their finances or about their business, this is their livelihood. And if you give them the wrong or incorrect information, you could cost them years of their retirement or years of their life of investing in a business and steering it in the wrong direction. But yeah, social media is huge. I'm all over Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, and I'm constantly giving free advice. And if you give value, you will receive value. And I've always believed that Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about that. So I'm constantly giving the advice. And then of course, it's all general advice. Like I can tell people to save money, but they don't know how to save in their specific situation. I can tell people to contribute to an IRA, but they don't know how to contribute to an IRA for their specific situation. So by giving away information, it's still not giving away all of it because everybody needs 
their own individual advice. So people who are scared to like, oh, I'm not going to just give this information out for free or then I'll never have clients. That's not the way it works. Clients have individual needs and that's why they come to you. They don't come to you because you gave general advice. The general advice shows that you have credibility and you know what you're talking about. So you got to a point where you've got people wanting to hire you as a coach. You said that now, since your time is very valuable, you can't just take on everyone. So what types of things do you do to screen people to make sure that they actually are serious? So the first thing I say to somebody is email me. And usually you can knock out about 90% of inquiries just that way because people won't take the action to actually email you. The next thing I do is a follow-up email. So I'll ask questions in that email and i see how long it takes you to respond. So if you send me the email, great. I'll write back and I'm somebody who's very diligent about responding in my timelines. I don't know if I've ever missed an email for more than 24 hours. Unless, of course, I'm like going vacation or out of service or something. But I get back to you. And if it takes you a week to respond to me, you're not serious. And look, there is outside circumstances like, hey, I got in a car accident right after I messaged you. So then, of course. But if you're just willy-nilly just answering emails a week later, you're not going to stay in business very long. So I need to know that you're serious. And that would be the first advice I would give them back. And sometimes I do that. Free advice right away. Respond quicker to your clients and to the people you're networking with. People want diligence. And they want you to be on time and punctual. So once they respond to that second email, I will offer them a service of a consulting call. The consulting call does cost, I usually say like 100 bucks or something like that. That's an arbitrary charge. I used to charge nothing for consulting, but then sometimes I would set up a call like this at six o'clock and nobody shows up. My time is valuable. So if you don't show up, at least I have a hundred dollars for my time. And it also keeps you accountable. If you pay a hundred dollars, one, you'll show up and two, you'll probably get more value out of it. So I do charge for the consulting call. I give a ton of value in that consulting call. I've solved many people's problems just in that consulting call, which costs me money long-term. But I do that, and then we determine from there if you need one more in-depth call or if you need something like weekly calls for six months. And that's the call that determines that. Very, very interesting. All right, John, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Networking. And let me dig into that for a second because I know that that term is very general and overused. Don't just go shake hands. Get around these people and stay around them. I would not be where I'm at today if Steve and Andrew did not accept my invite to come shadow them and I did not reach out to them. So I credit on both sides. But if I was not with those guys and asked to shadow them and I didn't stick around in the beginning for as long as I did, I could be down to two flips, four flips, instead of the 120 and the over 20 some that my wife and I have invested on personally. So get around the people that are doing what you want to do. If you keep talking about it with somebody not doing it, y'all will do that inevitably. Get around the people that are doing exactly what you want to do and stay around them, whatever that takes. All right, John, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Okay, let's do it. All right, first, a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Okay, John, what is the best ever book you've recently read? It's hard to say a best ever book, but the two that I suggest lately, because I feel like a lot of people get stuck in their own head, including myself, but there's two books. I have to beep out both of them because we're on a podcast, but it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Beep and Unbeep Yourself. Both books 
are phenomenal. A lot of us carry with us a lot of baggage from being young. We were picked on in school, self-conscious issues. We're not good enough. Imposter syndrome, where even if we are good enough, we don't think we are. You got to get that stuff out of your head. I work on this on a daily basis. Not perfect at it. But I think that people read those books and should read them at least every six months or so or read through the notes. And this really helps you get out of your own head, get out of your own way. Because at the end of the day, sometimes we are our own biggest obstacle. If your businesses were to collapse today, what would you do next? Impossible. They might collapse in the way they look today, but you have to be able to maneuver. You have to be able to bend with the market and move. And that goes for any business. Now, I say impossible because I don't want to think of that. I guess it is possible, but you need a plan B and you need alternate sources of income if you have a business. And that's something you should be constantly working to. Look, at first, when you're starting a business, you're all in. And you should be. You should be completely focused on that. Another great book is The One Thing. Stay focused until you have mastered that thing and move on to another one, but you should eventually build ulterior incomes and diversify yourself. So if one business were to collapse, you have something else to lean on until you can build that back up again or move on. But you just need to be constantly malleable with the market and the changing times. Tell us about the best ever deal you've done. The best ever deal we've done is probably under contract right now. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but it's going to be our largest profit, I think, to date on a flip. Some people see these profit margins on every flip, but we're in an area where it could be eighty dollars to $100,000 for us. And we're in an area where that's few and far between. Our average margin is thirty dollars to $40,000 per flip. That's why we have to do so many. And that's not because of our lack of expertise or our skill set. That's just the market and how it dictates what you can make around here. Because our medium house around here is one hundred and fifty grand. If you're in California, you got to put out 500, a million, 2 million. Of course, you're going to see higher margins, but you're not going to do 120 usually. So it's going to probably be about $80,000, I think. And it took a little extra time because the guy squatted in there. It was a foreclosure auction, but it came out amazing. It's one of our best before and afters to date, and, and it's going to be a good payday. What about the worst deal you've done? Maybe a deal you've lost money on, and then what lesson did you learn? Mm. So I am fortunate that I've never lost money with my personal investments, but we have lost some within the company. And I believe that we brought $20,000 to the table before. And what did we learn? Oh, what didn't we learn? This was a couple years ago and the house set for a little while, but we trusted multiple contractors. We paid contractors ahead of time. We trust a new project manager too early. It wasn't so much what we did wrong, I guess. Well, I guess you could say that we didn't manage correctly. We trusted what people would say to us and the people that didn't have any skin in the game for us, and they bit us. And that cost us timeline, it cost us budget, missing material, you name it. We went through it. And it's not the only house we've lost on. If you're watching this, if you flip 120, 150 houses, you're going to lose eventually. Now, we've lost on a very small percentage. We've never lost an investor money. We've always made them whole. We've done all of our deals on private money. We've never touched bank or private money. So we're very proud of that. And the fact that an investor has never lost money with us in almost six years, three and a half, almost four of me being apart. But yeah, we've lost money. And sorry, that might have been too much detail for what you were asking, but I just wanted to give some detail. What is the best ever way you'd like to give back? Teach others. Each one, teach one. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? YouTube or Instagram. YouTube, like you said, is John Scholler, just my name. And then on Instagram, you can find me that way too. But I'm the frugal investor on Instagram. Perfect, Donald. Thanks for joining us today and walking us through your background of where you started, 
with your moving company all the way up to your real estate business today. We talked about your rent to own part of the business and how you follow two rent to own strategies. The first one is for someone to rent to own a property that you own and letting them give you a down payment and then monthly payments after that for a certain number of years. And then at that point they have to refinance or you get to keep all that and these refresh and do it with someone else. And the other one, which I thought was very interesting, is you find a house and then you rent to own it by taking over the mortgage and the taxes and you know, giving them the down payment. And then you find a buyer who will also rent to own it at a higher rate. And so it's kind of a rent to own, rent to own strategy. And then what you make is that margin between the down payments and the monthly payments. And so you said that this is a more advanced strategy, but still very interesting nonetheless. And then we talked a lot about your, your coaching and how it started organically where you were out there giving out free information on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. And eventually from this content, people would ask you questions. You would answer the questions and more and more questions came in the more you did it. And then you identified that as a demand. And then the supply was in turn your coaching business. So the way to generate interest in your coaching business would be to create this free content. But you said you'll give away general advice for free. And then that's what builds your credibility and then they see that and then they'll work with you to get more specific individual advice and that's where the money comes into play you mentioned that and i actually really like this and i totally agree that when you see if someone's serious or not you just say email me and then most of never never even do that so that kind of eliminates most people right there and then they do email you you'll sort of follow up email with some general questions and then you'll see how long it takes them to respond and if it takes them a week to respond, you also know they're not serious. And then the third phase is to offer them a consulting call for an arbitrary amount, say $100, to see if they pay that. And then from there, you'll have a, a better understanding of how serious they are. And then that could be the one call. It could be another call. It could be a multiple month type of deal. But yeah, I totally agree with the just, and that's why a lot of people get confused of why do you give away so much great information for free? It's because, well, most people aren't going to take action on it. And you kind of mentioned that with the email. And then you also is very important before you start a coaching program to actually be knowledgeable on the subjects that you're going to teach because people are putting their livelihoods in your hands, whether it be their mental livelihoods or their financial livelihoods, and you need to make sure you're actually able to follow up and take care of them. And then your best ever advice was to network, so get around people who are doing what you want to do, and then do whatever you can to stay around them. So John, really appreciate you coming on the show. Best of the listeners. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you check out John on YouTube and Instagram. Have a best ever day, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Theo.